0: Welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John Barry, my co host, Mr. Matt Walker, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. Be sure to check them out. Uh, I've used the promo code 40, four days free advanced stats before you have to sign up for anything. So, the wild card round, come and gone, divisional round now, come and gone. We have our final now is Cowboys now come and gone. Indeed, <laughs> sir. So we have got uh, only four teams left. It's only three weeks to the Super Bowl and end of the NFL season, which we say every year flew by. So walk. How are you and which game you want to start with?
1: I'm fantastic. And I think we know what game I want to start with. Well, we, we might now. There's literally two games. I, lo- I can't wait to talk about Um but, no, it was a pretty, I don't want to say, uninspiring weekend of football. I wasn't blown away by the games, personally. Um, Sunday sucked, top to bottom. Sunday sucked, yeah. Sunday was a was a, was a snoozer. Um, ironically, the best game was probably the first game of the weekend, and I think that was largely because of the Mahomes ankle injury. I think they probably would have stomped out the Jaguars with a healthy Mahomes. Yeah, so that game ended up being pretty tight throughout. Um couldn't stop Chad Henny though. So that's uh that's that's always something that Jaguars Who can remember. Yeah, <laughs> Jaguars will never forget the Chad Henny ninety eight yard touchdown drive. Um, but I mean let's we'll just go uh, top to bottom. We're already talking about this Chiefs Jaguars game. So we'll just we'll just walk the NFL schedule uh, at this point in time and it's come out that Patrick Mahomes does, in fact, have a high ankle sprain, which anyone that watched the game shouldn't be surprised. He took a knee directly to the uh, to the ankle and missed the better part of the first. I mean, better part of the first half. I mean, he, he missed. I think it happened in the first quarter. He didn't play much of any of the second quarter, and then came back out and played the second half, albeit hobbled and and immobile. Patrick Mahomes definitely, uh, you know you know compromises his powers a bit um with all that improv and shit that he does so the chiefs looked very mortal uh, in this game and i don't think one week of rehab is going to have him at 100 percent health um going into the the conference uh conference round we we mentioned i got it i i'm the <laughs> on the spot trivia for
0: you do you know what year chad hennie was drafted
1: He's been in the league for a long time, so I'm going to say 2006. Close, 2008. Okay. It's funny. I was going the other way, and I'm like, wow, that's far too long. So I just added (laughs) a year or two. Um, Yeah, he's been around forever. You know, Michigan product. You know, he's, listen, making his couple mil a year, and he he earned it, you know, uh, on that drive. You know, so kudos to him. But, yeah, I mean. Uh, Patrick Mahomes impacts the entire offense, except Travis Kelsey, apparently, um, as he was the only one worth a shit. Uh, not, not worth a shit. Difference maker, shall we say. Pacheco looked great in his limited touches. He also had a 39-yard run, um, but did not get the end zone. 12 for 95 rushing. I still just very much like watching him play. Also had a six-yard catch, so he got over 100 all-purpose yards. Kadarius Toney saw the targets. Second in the team in targets with seven. Got five catches for thirty six yards. It was not the difference maker that we had intended. Had a fourteen yard run as well. So they're still trying to, to script him, but he's barely playing any snaps. I mean, when he's in the field, he's when yeah. he's on the field, he's getting the ball. Um. So uh, hey, Bengals might want to look into that. Isn't he still dealing with some fucking hamstring thing for probably two years? <laughs> perennially dealing with it. I mean, who knows anymore with him? But he's healthy enough to play. You know so. There, there's that, but McKinnon, dudded for all the people that trusted McKinnon, did not even have a target in the game. Again, I think that was an impact of the Mahomes injury and everything kind of going off the rails. Um, 11 for 25 rushing for McKinnon is not what anyone signed up for. But don't you think – I was surprised that
0: – I mean, Pacheco, what, 11 carries, I think, right? That yeah,
1: said? 11 for 95. I'm,
0: I was Sorry, surprised. 12, 12 for 95. That both of them weren't more heavily involved, whether as whether as just carries out of the backfield or dump off passes, trying to get them involved, you know, using the like, you know, the short passing game in lieu of the run game. I I was shocked knowing about the injury.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you tell me he got hurt, and then you tell me that McKinnon doesn't have a, even a target in the game, I'd, I'd say you're lying. But uh, you know, looking at Kelsey's 17 targets for average seven yards per reception, I mean, he was the short passing game. So I mean, it literally just was was him and, and no one else. Uh But yeah, I would have expected McKinnon maybe to have less carries and more catches, <laughs> right? Get him, get him on the edge, see what you can do, but. It was an ugly game throughout for for Kansas City. Um, Jaguars, not much better. Uh, Etienne found the end zone, uh, and that was uh, all well and good. You know, a little more involvement as a pass catcher, three for 18, so that was nice to see. Evan Ingram, you know, unfortunately, um, only had five for 31, did have six targets, so it wasn't like he wasn't part of the game. Christian Kirk saw 14 targets in this game, only caught seven for 52. He did get in the end zone, but – Jeez, talk about inefficient and not doing much when he did catch it. Zay Jones was actually the most productive, turned his seven targets into five for 83. So spread around again um, in this offense. So no one really exploded. Uh, you know, Lawrence, 217, one and one, 26 rushing. I mean, nothing to write home about on the Jacksonville side. Uh, again, I think if Mahomes is healthy, they end up probably put, you know taking them down by 20. I think we're talking like a, a 40 to 20 game.
0: Yeah, for fantasy, it wasn't the best game script on either side, right? So if you were taking the Jacksonville players, you were hoping they got fucking boat raced. And we're just trying to catch up and get a lot of garbage time production. And if they did get smashed right off the bat, you have the the, uh, Kansas City points in the beginning to, to carry it through the rest of the game. So the game script, keeping it tight, actually stunk for fantasy.
1: It did, but how about with 30 seconds left, the Jaguars kicking the 48-yard field goal, which is the right play. They're down two scores to cover the spread for those Jacksonville Jaguars who were getting 9.5 points and were down 10 points on that field goal. So imagine you're a Chiefs fan and you just watch Mahomes Pick up a high ankle, you're kind of worrying the whole game. Then you probably bet the Chiefs as well, right? You're at the game, you're gonna throw a couple bucks. They're gonna beat it by ten plus, and then they're they're sitting there on that, and boom, thirty seconds left. You lose your you lose your ticket as well, on top of having to be concerned about Patrick Mahomes next week against the Bengals. Not the best day for a Chiefs fan. <laughs> <laughs> but they they won. It could have been worse. This is true. Uh, it certainly could have been worse. They could have been the Giants, right? I mean, so talk about a smooth transition. Jimmy.
0: I like. I set that. I threw that softball out. There.
1: <laughs> Listen, oh, I, I, still, I had the foot <laughs> up, waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was opening up on that thing. <laughs> Thirty-eight to seven, absolute ass whooping of a team that did not deserve to be in the playoffs. No offense to Giants, I think they're a year ahead. Dable's done a tremendous job. They had the perfect matchup against the Vikings last week and got exposed as the fringy playoff fraud that they were this year i mean you just that offense is too easy to stop if you have any competent you know defensive players which the vikings largely do not have um the giants got by with smoke and mirrors all year, grit heart determination all that shit that just doesn't work in the playoffs and it it came to roost it was 28 nothing at halftime and it could have been far worse i mean jalen hurts was doing whatever he wanted. They knew they had the game in the bag and they just started salting it away. Um, You got a junk Matt Braid, to touchdown in the third. So didn't even get any help from the giants. No. Yeah. It, Saquon Barkley handed that off. Just to add insult to injury uh, to all of us uh, playoff fantasy players that were at least hoping to get a little Saquon junk. He was, he was the quarterback on that wildcat play, but you know, the, the Eagles handle business. Uh, what's his name? Uh, why am I drawing a total blank? Oh, I hate myself for this. The On the e- Giants side? Eagles kicker. Jake. What's his name? Help me. Elliot. Jake Elliott. Frank. My apologies, Mr. Elliot. Outscored the New York Giants. The kicker. He had eight points. The Giants had seven. I just want that to be something that no one ever forgets. That they, they couldn't even outscore our kicker. Um Ugly game. Daniel Jones looked absolutely terrible. As good as he looked the week before, he looked just as bad this week. So I don't know where that puts the the Giants as far as is he the answer? Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James are your top receivers. So, you know, take it all with a grain of salt. But it was atrocious. And for those Isaiah Hodgins believers, John, he had one catch for three yards. Yep. So if anyone went... DFS on them, <laughs> playoff DFS. Yikes. Uh, it was Richie James seeing all the targets. It was his week. We talked about it last week. Whose week is it? It was Richie James. He caught seven of 10 passes for 51 yards. That's the best you can do uh, in this offense. Conversely, all the Eagles running backs played well. Boston Scott, of course, scored a touchdown because, yes, he is, in fact, a giant <laughs> killer, wink, whether you want to believe it or not. But uh, apparently, also Kenny Gamewell is a giant killer. it's, it, Eagles running backs. Are giant killers because they ran for 268 yards, 6.1 per carry. Three of the four running backs scored. The only one that didn't was Miles Sanders, of course, but he still looked good on his 17 carries for 90 yards. So they just were a run-based offense. Didn't have to do much in the air. It was a result of, you know, game script that you know AJ Brown had three catches for 22 yards. Sucks, but they didn't need to use the deep ball, so they didn't. Goddard and Smith still produced. 6 for 61 a touchdown for Smith on his 10 targets got caught all five for 58 and a touchdown they just look good um, obviously they're gonna have to put a little bit more foot to the pedal next week but this this is a game where we could have rushed for 500 yards Hertz could have thrown for three or four hundred yards and no one should be surprised I mean it was beating up on the little Giants um, in in epic fashion in the playoffs I mean it was it's, embarrassing it was a boring game I was bored. I I'd literally, it was it was uneventful. By the second half, I'm just like, can this just be over? Like, I don't even have fun anymore. This is sad. Well, similar to the first game, uh,
0: game script just was not favorable for fantasy. I mean, you got the, the Smith and Goddard touchdowns early for Philly. But then if you had Miles <sighs> Sanders, he kind of got phased out down the stretch. They got Scott and Gainwell more work because they were kicking the shit out of him. So it's like... No one played those. I mean, no one played Gainwell. Scott, I played in a few lineups. And if you're you know, going with that, always scores a touchdown narrative. So I did use him in a few spots uh, in a couple of the leagues I'm in. But, yeah, it just wasn't favorable. And then on the flip side, you go, okay, well, they're getting trashed. Daniel Jones should have a good game. Did not. None of the, you know, Richie James ended up being the target guy, but no one was playing him. And even Barkley didn't do anything. So it, it was another one where your game script screwed you.
1: Yeah. I mean, the fact that Daniel Jones only <clears throat> threw the ball 27 times is, is strange to me. I just, I don't know that I understand that. Um, it's, it's weird. I will tell you though, I, I have a mitten team that advanced and, I did do the Gainwell-Boston-Scott double stack at the end to get running back exposure to Philadelphia. So I'm uh, I'm teetering there, though, because it also caused me to go light pass catcher, where you have to start two against only one running back. So I uh, will need the Eagles and Chiefs to win their respective games to have any shot at winning any money. So, Good luck. Okay. It was it was a good first round, but still, I uh, there's some holes, there's holes in things. But I I did consciously draft Boston Scott and Kenny gamewell at the end of that draft. Boston Scott for this week, Kenny gamewell just for the chance of something happening to Miles Sanders. It's not that? It's not the worst strategy. Uh, no, I, I I appreciate it. It's just I picked some of the other wrong pass catchers that are going to expose me. So should have been smarter, going with you know Eagles depth potentially over. Maybe a Giants wide receiver, yeah, but so there is that. But yeah, again, nothing, nothing to see here. Uh, Hertz was good through two, ran for one. Um, you know, didn't, to your point, didn't have to do much, um, but kind of still looked a little. They, they, there wasn't a lot of zip on his passes. You know, that deep ball early um, to Devonta Smith, he dropped it in there. But if he's able to put that on a line, Devonta Smith probably houses it. Um, so um, I still saw a little bit of, you know, reservation uh, with Hertz. when he was running. There wasn't, so I'll give him that. But you're going to get pounded by the 49ers. They're going to hit you every single chance they get. I mean, they're they're going to try and set the tone. So he's he's going to have to cut it loose next week. That's for sure.
0: Um, Nick Sirianni said he reminds him of Michael Jordan. So <laughs>
1: I mean, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so you got yeah. that. So I got that. Yeah. I mean, Ugh. so so there's that. And then, you know, so and so then we we put Saturday to bed and woke up Sunday and we're like, yeah, Bengals, Bills, right? Like this game's gonna be amazing. <laughs> in the and, uh, snow? We are excited. Again, I mean, that too. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, oh, settle in, right? Well, this game sucked. I mean, just tremendously. The Bills came or sorry, the Bengals came out exactly like they did a few weeks back where it looked like they were rolling. And then the unfortunate DeMar Hamlin injury happened. You know, the Bills just look like they just game plan better. Or, I keep saying Bills, I think. The Bengals game plan better than the Bills. They're on a rumo on defense adjust like just about no other defense coordinator I know. And as much as we shit on Zach Taylor, he knows how to beat up on the Bills, apparently, because they got off the bus. Scoring touchdowns. They were up 14-0 in the first quarter. They were up 17-7 at halftime. And it never really felt that close. No, uh, it was minus- way
0: worse than it looked.
1: <laughs> they took- yeah, they- I mean, it's if they wanted to, the, the Bengals could have just throttled them. I mean, Barrow was on point. You know, in the elements, 23 of 36, only got the 242 and two touchdowns, but they took their foot off the gas in the second half. Mixon got the 20 carries, 105 yards and a touchdown. Looked like the battering ram that they wanted them to be. You know, they still got their pass catchers involved. You know, Chase got there five for 61 and a touchdown. Hearst five for 59 and a touchdown. Higgins to a lesser degree, only three for 28. But you know, it just again, it was another one of these game script. If the Bills showed up. You know, then uh, Barrow was going for easily over 300. The pass catchers were probably all going to get there because they just had no answer on defense. But the Bills couldn't muster up any offense in this game. Josh Allen looked erratic at best, somehow got to 265 yards, but did not throw a touchdown, had another interception. He was able to get in the end zone for you as a rusher, but it just looked bad. I mean, Stephon Diggs caught four of 10 targets for 35 yards. Stephon Diggs hasn't scored a touchdown in like six weeks, I think. He, I know he shit the bed during the fantasy playoffs and he's, I mean, he's and, continuing and that trend in the NFL playoffs. He was throwing a fit on the sideline. It's yeah, like he was. You, got, you got 10
0: targets. It must be. The now, now, I'm no judge of a quality target or not, but you know, you didn't haul them in pal. So it's not, you, you led the team in targets. What the fuck more do you want from this guy?
1: Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's weird. It says 10 targets, and then when I go into his game logs, it says nine targets. That's a little bit strange. But And my apologies. Stephon, Stephon Diggs did score a touchdown against the Patriots in Week 18. Um, seven for 104 and a touchdown. And then that helps no one game when the fantasy regular yeah. season was over and before the fantasy football playoffs. So that's the most <laughs> unnecessary good game. But, you know, the three games prior to that and the two playoff games, he's he had – significant targets didn't get into the end zone. They luckily beat Miami. How does he score a touchdown in that Miami game where, where they had to like actually show up and play? But yeah. I told you last week that scared me. That Dolphins game scared me. Like I get it. They, they were looking past them and all that. But once they get slapped in the face, right, you, get, you look and you're like, that's Skylar Thompson. Let's settle in and beat the shit yeah. out of him. right? And it didn't happen. They, they couldn't adjust. They just eked it out. They got out of there. And it showed against a superior team. The Bengals are a superior team to the Bills.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the AFC, it's going to go through, for the foreseeable future, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. And unfortunately for Kansas City and Buffalo, it seems like Cincy has the right mix to beat both of them. They were saying on the radio, yeah, they have beat Kansas City three straight. Buffalo can't seem to get past them. So even if they're not the best team any regular season, until the other two can figure out how to beat them in the playoffs when it, when it matters, Cincy has a, a decent shot of being the best team of the three come year's end for the next few seasons, even if their you know, regular season record isn't going to be as good as both of them, they, they just – have the formula to beat those two teams, and they're both kind of, you know, it sounds nuts to say it about a team with Josh Allen and Mahomes, but they're both kind of screwed right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, the I think the Bills have been exposed. Yeah, I mean, they, you can win all the regular play, you know, regular yeah. season games you want, but when it's <laughs> not cutting time, there's just they're, you just see their flaws, and. People need to stop with this, like, Stefan Diggs needs. You know, they need other receivers beyond Stephon Diggs. I'm still here for Gabe Davis. Just just stop it. I mean, Stephon Diggs sucked. Can we say that? I mean, what, why is it? We need, we need to revamp all the receivers other than Stefan Diggs. He sucked. You know, maybe he's part of the problem uh, as well. I mean, Dawson Knox was the only guy that got off the bus for this team uh, in the game. So, it, it's everyone deserves blame here. But no one produced – from a fantasy perspective, it limited the Cincy side, uh, you know, just just to the top three. Barrow, Mixon, and Chase got you there. You know, if you if you started Hurst, good, you know, kudos to you. He wouldn't have been high on my list, but if you're trying to preserve, you know, some of the bigger name tight ends, maybe you had a Hurst in your in your DFS lineup, and he got you there. Five for fifty nine and one, so he was right up there with Goddard uh, for for production. So happy to see the Bengals advance. They were the better team. They're team that I was rooting for in that game. You know, I they didn't like how things shook out for them I, as much as my wife, for some reason, does not like Joe Barrow. I'm a huge fan. Well, uh, well, you know, so cool.
0: Yeah, there, there's certain teams that I just have always hated since I was a kid. The The Bengals are one of them. Uh, everyone in the NFC East is one of them. But <laughs> over, over the last few years, yeah, like I, I – Partially your fault with the, <clears throat> excuse me with the the Eagles, but yeah I, you know I like Hurts I like that team so now I kind of like the Eagles that I, I hated them forever and in Cincinnati yeah I just like Burrow yeah I can't say a bad thing about any of the wide receivers those guys all seem like they're all right Hayden Hurst is a you know popular guy I like some of their I, I like uh what's his name Wilson their middle linebacker and I like. Yeah. Uh, Hubbard, they just have a lot dude, of
1: pieces. Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, they do. They got they, they they found a way to have some names, you know, and it's yeah, yeah it's they it's, and they're likable guys. So it's like
0: you can get behind them now. Which yeah, is a team that I just always did not like, like you said.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, I'm a I'm a fan though, and listen, it's you know I've just never really liked the Steelers, you know, and they just were running that division for too long. The Browns are the Browns, you know. I I do like the Ravens, but. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with them, but they're just in a black and blue division too. So their record might not indicate it, but they play tougher games week in and week out than, than some of these other teams do. You know, so maybe that's why they're ready for this come playoff time. They might not be vying for the one seed record wise, even though they potentially could have. But you know, maybe a uh, you know short term uh, losses for long term gains. So happy to see Barrow heading to uh, Arrowhead to face off against Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs, I think both games opened up with the same uh, spread. Okay, it's already pivoted. I thought I saw the both opened up. Kansas City's
0: minus three. The total's 49. And Philly's minus one and a half. Total's 45, which I'm actually really surprised by that one and a half. That means neutral field San Francisco's minus one and a half. And I thought Philly was going to be four and a half at home.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at Caesars. They have the Eagles minus two and a half, so pretty much a coin flip and 45 and a half, like you said. And then they have the Chiefs minus one oh, and 47. So to your point, neutral field, they would say the Bengals <laughs> and the 49ers, both road teams are slight favorites uh, in, in each game. So, and it's, it's how it should be. You know, like we said, I think before we went live, two ones, a two and a three, you know, made, made it to the big dance. So no, no, no one's shocking the world. I don't think anyone believed the Giants were winning. I don't think anyone believed the Jaguars were winning. I actually, stupidly, and we'll talk about this game in a minute, thought the Cowboys <laughs> could win against four times. And honestly, they could have. And uh, we'll talk about that in a second. And Bengals-Bills is a toss-up. I mean, that 2-3 that is as tight as a 2-3 could be. So, yeah, it was pretty chalky um, the way it shook out. But we do have to talk about this last game. And it was a snooze fest to button things up where the Cowboys- Clearly didn't set their alarm clocks heading out west to the 49ers. They lost 19 to 12 in a disgusting game where at least Brett Maher made some kicks. I mean, he did have his first extra point blocked, and they showed on the replay that he would have shanked the shit out of it anyway. Yeah. Had it not got blocked, he would have missed it. <laughs> I think it also said like 10 yards to the left. So it's pretty amazing. Getting it blocked is probably the best thing that happened to him. Yes. He didn't have to get it, be a miss because he actually 100%. did hit two other field goals after that. But the Niners did just enough. Eli Mitchell did not go out of bounds to add a little, you know, excitement to the end where he could have iced the game had he just fallen, uh, you know, slid on the sideline. But nonetheless, you know, the the hapless Dallas Cowboys got one last shot and ran. Arguably the strangest play I've ever seen in my life. And yes, I did see the Colts. Play as well that looked eerily similar. But the beauty of it was that Zeke Elliott got absolutely steamrolled (laughs) on on that play. And then they just hung out Turp in the dry. I mean, they (laughs) got annihilated. (laughs) John, they practiced that. That's it. It wasn't just, it wasn't drawn up on the sideline. They practiced that play. They had every opportunity to say, this is a terrible idea. And they were like, no, we're going to do it. We need a touchdown here. This is what we're going to do. That's Mike McCarthy right there. That's creativity in Mike McCarthy's world. Perfect. no offensive lineman. Let Zeke snap it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll give Dak some time. You fucking dummy. Yeah, just t- all it, this was all Cowboys. Just shit in the bed laying eggs. Like well,
0: just two ugh. more stupid fucking cowboys plays. You're talking about Mitchell uh, not staying inbounds. Dalton Schultz just. <laughs> not stopping the clock on the one play and the other one we didn't even try to get his feet in a back-to-back plays you're like that's just shit coaching
1: it's just lazy right yeah i mean he allowed that guy to knock him backwards didn't fight forward to to stop the clock just, or just sprint out it's something right and yeah and then that second one i mean just nonchalantly playing college football thinking one foot's good enough where he easily could have gotten that other foot down if he had cared and he just didn't Clearly, did either just you know went brain dead for a second, or did just doesn't give a shit, or thought knew that the game was over, and just wanted to get out of there. But yeah, I mean, just in so many aspects, you know, Dak throwing two more interceptions. You know, okay, we're gonna keep defending him. You know, but it's just he's losing them games. He didn't put the team on his back in this one. We buried the lead too. Unfortunately, Tony Pollard broken fibula. Like the only cowboy I think I've ever liked in, in like my entire lifetime. He goes into free agency with a broken fibula. I mean, I guess it could be worse. It could have been torn ligaments said it's like a three month recovery. So hopefully everything goes smooth with him. And that he gets his way out of Dallas <laughs> because I also saw that Zeke still has like an uncuttable contract. He has like, it's like a $13 million deal with like 11 mil dead. If they let him go. So Zeke's going to be back again next year, guys <laughs> You know, enjoy that. And his, one and a half, maybe two yards per carry average. They're not going to be able to afford Pollard in all likelihood because of Zeke's contract. It's just they're going, they're going in the wrong direction. You know, they're a year close to having to pay Michael Parsons like top one defender money. It's you know, CeeDee Lamb's gonna come calling for a contract as well to be like one of the highest paid wide receivers. Dallas is gonna plummet here. It's it's gonna get worse for this team. And and I'm here for it. But again, they could have won this game. Brock Purdy looked very average. He got bailed out a couple times. That George Kittle catch was amazing, but again, Greg Olson on the broadcast said, "You do not make that throw as an NFL quarterback. Like no one does it. Like it's it's a it's a bad process play for a quarterback to throw back across to the middle of the field on bus, you know on a broken play like that because there's just too many defenders and it almost was catastrophic. If Kittle doesn't make that awesome play, that could have been." The Purdy pick I've been talking about that changes the tides, but it didn't. Kittle bailed his ass out and end up winning the game, but I'm seeing tons of flaws in this San Francisco offense. Their defense is studly, but I just don't see how they put up points against my Eagles next week.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. My, my only, you know, the thing I see every every week after the Niners win another game is everybody on Twitter going. Uh, pretty stinks. He got away with a lot of stuff. Nobody else would get away with. He just got lucky. But it's like, I mean, how, how lucky does a guy get right to the Super Bowl? I mean, you know, he can't be week in and week out. He can't be the luckiest guy in the world unless he is. And you know, this just weird magical season of Mr. Irrelevant continues. So that, that,
1: you know, sticks in the back of my head and gives me a little concern. Yeah, I mean I I'm still of that mindset as well that he's he's not he's not losing them games, but I'm I'm not gonna say he's winning them games. You know, so I I thought and Dallas did. Listen, they scored 19 points. You know, what did Purdy do? He threw for 214 yards, he was like okay one huge play to Kittle, you know, probably changes everyone's stat lines. But I did a little recon uh, on Mr. Purdy and came up with some stats, that I think, tell the story. Um, in the playoffs, 295 of his 400, sorry, 295 of his 546 yards have came after the catch. That is a robust 54%. I don't know. That, that sounds like a lot. So still of the narrative that these skill position players are the ones that are doing all the work. It, it sounds
0: like a lot, except you look who he's targeting. I mean, that's that's Debo's game, that's McCaffrey's game. I mean, I don't know what Kittle's career a dot is, but he doesn't seem like a catch and fall guy. So he's probably a run after the catch guy. I mean, it just seems like he's got a skill set to thrive in that offense with the supporting cast he has. Like if he was a down-the-field guy, we'd see are you kind of popping a little more, which we haven't yet. Yeah, I
1: don't. I don't disagree with all that. <laughs> I don't because it's like, okay, well, if it's the system, then why haven't these, some of these other quarterbacks been as successful in Genhead system? Um, yeah. Now, granted, that Christian McCaffrey was not a was not a piece of any of these systems sure. in San Fran, and that's a huge you know, deviation uh, from the norm, but yeah, I mean, they're built for yards after the catch. I mean, that's, that's how they're structured and that's, that's all well and good. I'm not, I'm not saying that they should not be as I'm trying to look up, you know, Georgia Kittle's a dot, you know, as if that's really important, but um, (laughs) I just was very curious, but yeah, I mean, it's this, you know, the scheme above all, right. It's just, I'm, that's what I'm still saying. It's the scheme and it's the offensive skill players. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect Brock Purdy, but I'm also refusing to give him credit right now. I mean, he's he's won these games. You can't take that away from him. But it seems like a lot of it is being done for him. So that's, that's where I'm at. And I'll, I'll eat my words if something changes next week. But um, they did enough to win. And it'll be the Niners against the Eagles on the first game on Sunday, followed by clearly, you know, like, we didn't know that whoever won in the Bills-Bengals game was going to be the later game against the Chiefs. That was always going to be, you know, the penultimate game for conference weekend, conference championship weekend. Perfection um, from I, the Holmes
0: gets hurt early in the very first game and doesn't have to play again until the very last game. I mean, if you're gonna get banged up, that's the perfect there way to go. do it, right? You know? <laughs> he could have got hurt
1: last yes, night. Best and case scenario, an early game. Yeah, yeah, best case scenario. You know, it's a it's a Patrick Mahomes world. The NFL is just living in it. So we move. Excuse me, we move on. And yeah, so Sunday at three o'clock, the San Francisco 49ers. We'll have to head to Lincoln Financial Field to do battle with Jalen Hurts and my Philadelphia Eagles, as we stated. And again, I'm, now I'm just looking on CBS Sports. It's showing the Eagles as a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game with a 45-and-a-half-point projected over and under. So it's pretty much a, a, a coin toss matchup, a field goal game. I do think it will be tight with the two, I believe, top defenses um, in the league this year, in the 49ers and Eagles. So it doesn't surprise me that low total, what does is that there's only a 47-point projected total in the Bengals-Chiefs game. Um, I don't know if that's Mahomes-aided, but I would expect more offense in that game. And just to be so close um, you know, from a total perspective is a little bit surprising for me with the Chiefs currently listed here as a one-point favorite. So where do you want to go here, Johnny? Yeah, just looking at players, um, again, I, I don't have all
0: the data from every league in the world, but I, I think the the one bigger league I'm in is – Probably relatively close to what people are dealing with in their leagues, but Mahomes, uh second highest owned behind Burrow, who's been the most so far. So most teams are not gonna have Burrow at their disposal. Second fewest are Mahomes and, and Purdy, of course, is gonna be the most available. Odds are though, you've been riding AFC. Look, just looking how other leagues have been and have shaken out. Odds are you've been riding these AFC guys. So if you already use Mahomes, you're probably gonna have to go Burrow this week. And vice versa, you use Burrow, you got to go uh, with Mahomes this week. So there's not much strategy to quarterback or tight end. You just kind of stick to one side of the bracket and you have to ride it out at this point. So not too much strategery there. Ownership really doesn't matter because you're kind of boxed into a guy you, you've got to use here at this point. Um, but wide receiver and running back, McCaffrey so far, highest guy remaining. Highest, don't, uh, been used the most. I'm going to say highest ownership, but I'm. That's not what I mean. So he's been used the most. Uh, then Miles Sanders, surprisingly. Then
1: Joe Mixon. Then Jarek McKinnon of the remaining guys. So Miles Sanders doesn't surprise me because you probably are thinking, I'm going to use him against the Giants sure. when you're staring down Dallas or the 49ers uh, as the next matchup. So I, I get, that one I get. Um, but, yeah, the, the rest of them, I mean, the McKinnon, the McKinnon one, it's probably people trying to hold off. On using them till it's either this Bengals game or until the Super Bowl, you know, potentially and trying to maintain some Chiefs and get get rid of the Saquons and the Ecklers and sure. you know the the Tony Pollards and all a little earlier that you didn't think you were gonna have. I mean, most people, you know, penciled the Chiefs in at least to get to the conference championship, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so and just for a tangent, because I couldn't get off it. I'm a dog with a bone. George Kittle's career a dot is seven point zero yards. Um and since, uh, I'm guessing this is going back to at least since Brock Purdy started, I'm, I'm going back to right around Thanksgiving, he's had only one game with a double-digit A-dot, and he got the 10.2 on 12-15 against Seattle, ironically enough, where he had four catches, 93 yards, and two touchdowns. So um, I don't know if that's a big A-dot or not. Sounds like a tight end A-dot to me. Yeah, sound, If you asked me to guess, I would have said, Seven. <laughs> so <laughs> it worked out perfectly. of uh,
0: elimination. So. Yeah, mo- moving to wide receiver, seeing who's kind of been used up. Uh, From what I can tell, Jamar Chase is going to be the most used guy, period. He's almost completely used up in my one league. Um, Second to him, A.J. Brown. But because there's so much wiggle room at wide receiver, nobody is really super heavily owned after them. The Higgins is next, then Devontae Smith. Uh, then Ayuk, which was almost nothing. So, And the, my big league, and I sometimes the, the data may be off here, but it says nobody used Debo. I know nobody used him in week one at all coming off the injury, and I was under the impression he was going to be one of the highest-owned guys this week, but even comparing my, my big league to some of the smaller ones I'm in, I didn't see anybody plug him in again. So Debo appears to be super available across the board.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe everyone took your advice, John. Yeah, <laughs> I'm faded, Debo. Uh, it was don't don't chase the points that I I
0: mean, yeah, I'm in I'm in a lot of I'm in leagues with a lot of sharp people, so maybe yeah, when I go into it and go, "Wow, oh, everyone's going to chase last week's points," because that wasn't even the case. Uh, we're looking at this for last week. I thought everyone was going to go Schultz because he had the big game a week ago. So I was like, "Ah, I'm I'm gonna pump the brakes and not go back to that well. And and I think you are correct. I think uh, I'm just in (laughs) leagues with too many good people because he wasn't. He was the fourth highest on this week. Which had I known that, I would have pivoted and gone with him instead of um Goddard myself. But
1: it be would it be I mean both did their job, but you're right, Dallas Goddard forges on now when you're losing old (laughs) twinkle toes Dalton Schultz. Um, at this point, and just to continue his A dot train, you mentioned Debo Samuel. He's a career 6.3 A dot, so a short of George Kittle A dot, and it has been extremely stellar the last several games. He played 3.6, 5.0, 2.9, 2.4, 5.9, 2.4, negative 3.7. His A dot was negative, yes, going into nice. the playoffs, so they. Uh, yeah, so it's it January. IU? Let's just keep this Niners train rolling. All right, let's 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 do it. Let's get there. Ayuk, uh, he's easy to find. He's got a very unique name. Two career advanced stats. Brandon Ayuk, expand and find it. Nine point seven, and he hasn't been under nine again to going end of the regular season. He hasn't been under that nine point seven in his last five regular season games. So he's he's clearly a higher A dot guy, and he gonna makes things, but, it's, but he's going to get like four or five targets. Yes, right. That's the difference. I mean, he, he can be the high A dot guy, but he's he's not going to see volume. He's my um, he's my number
0: one, at least for the Niners, save for the Super Bowl guy. Because, mm. you know, if if they play Kansas City or if they play Cincy, you could see it having to turn into a, a bit of a shootout more than San Francisco has been used to. So I kind of see Ayuk being uh, – the Super Bowls have weird shit. You know what I mean? Like, that. he seems like a Super Bowl guy. We talked about it the last couple weeks. Kadarius Tony seems like a Super Bowl guy. There's just certain guys that you,
1: you can see them being kind of, you know – yeah, Big give Andy Reid really two weeks and in a lab, son,
0: hero guy. Right? Yeah,
1: with Kadarius Tony. But, yeah, it's uh, he's a guy probably worth holding. I mean, it's really shocking me. I did this looking at some of the stats. I watched the game, and I saw it. But the Niners averaged 3.5 yards per carry against Dallas. I mean, 32 carries for 113 yards. I mean, that's that's Shanahan's M.O. I mean, they just – like again, how the fuck did Dallas lose this game? I mean, they literally did everything they're supposed to do except – they started and, Dak yeah. Prescott. That's, that's, that was what that's what killed him. Look, yeah, at that he's losing, he's losing, he's losing sh- Tony Pollard early that that killed him. Um, I'm watching Zeke with these flare routes where he's, he's just giving it his all. God bless him, but he just can't even get there anymore. Look, like sluggish. That's probably why he got totally pancaked at the end. <laughs> just overutilization. Uh, they're like, he just he's like get, where's Pollard at? Dave's get Blake Davis in smoked. here. Smoked. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it was it was atrocious. Play.
0: And the thing is, everyone in the country saw it, right? Like there was nobody else you were looking at on that play except oh, yeah. him. <laughs> no, once they
1: were like, "Hold on, he's going to snap it." Yeah, he's he's ineligible or whatever. And then it's like, "Okay, well, it, it, everyone becomes eligible when they start doing that weird lateral shit," right? So that's what I like, didn't get either. Like, what's the point? You had other man. linemen in there. You just you were trying to put them on the edge because you were just trying to move the field so then they could block down. I clearly, it, I could see what the intent was. It was for Turpin to catch it and immediately pitch it backing over where they had some blockers going but you know they wasn't afforded that time since they had zeke at center not stopping the rush coming at that we had to get it out quick <laughs> and just conceptually it's just one of those you draw up on a board and you're like yeah nah, this is a terrible idea and just just erase it right away It <laughs> <That But> single-handedly <laughs> ruined uh mike mccarthy
0: no the oc what's his name oh uh, yeah kellen uh, moore <laughs> yeah yeah right. kevin moore had interviews set up for today and they cr- uh, Kellen, yeah, it's the uh, the Broncos calling. Hi, this is Kellen Moore. Uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, have to reschedule.
1: Have uh, I think more. they did well, them. Why would Mars, you like so... to reschedule? Yeah, he, uh, yeah, we'll call you. We we'll call you. They did them one where They just kept the Zoom link up, and then they just never showed up. <laughs> Kellen Moore's just sitting there. Kellen <laughs> Moore. Moore's just call like clicking refresh. Yeah, what's the what's the appropriate amount of time before I leave this thing? You know, five minutes, fifteen minutes, you know. Do I do I email someone? What do I what do I do? Is this the right link? Let me check again. <laughs> it was Kelly Moore this morning. Ugh. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dan Quinn's like, you know, his agents beat new turning away calls. Like, oh, no, no, we're we're pretty sure we're gonna get the, the Bengal we're pretty sure we're gonna get the Denver job. So we're good. <laughs>
0: No no, more interviews just I
1: hear (laughs) Kellen Moore's available.
0: Refresh, (laughs) yeah. I hear
1: Kellen's available. Talk to him? No, 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 no. No, we don't want to talk to him. (laughs) All right. Let's keep let's keep this train going. All right. Yeah. So I think that's in, it. Right. I mean, yeah, we kind of covered all these the the players and well, we didn't stuff. Get the tight I mean, end there's and I did find out that Travis Kelsey has an eight point two career A dot, so was, we we're just doing his A dot thing. I mean, he has a significant deviation from Kelsey from uh, Kittle, so we're still looking at a an A dot issue for these San Francisco players by and large. But you know, the tight end, yeah, you did run through most of them as well. So let's do this Sunday, three p.m. 49 ers Eagles, who wins?
0: I mean, uh, just to make you happy, I got to go Philly. They
1: look I also great. think the Eagles win this game. I, I do. I, I the 49ers have all the defense in the world, and I still am skeptical uh, <clears throat> of this offense with, with Brock Purdy. So yeah. I, I just think this is it. You know, it's still, still a great story, honestly, <laughs> that they were able to keep this shit together, you know, get the two seed, win playoff game. you know, win, win two playoff games. It's, you know, kudos to them, but I think – I think this is where it stops. So, you know, both on the Eagles. So what can go wrong there if we're both on the Eagles? And then the Sunday 630 game is the Cincinnati Bengals at Arrowhead against the hobbled Patrick Mahomes Chiefs. Uh, until this morning,
0: I was going Chiefs, but I am now switching, and I'm going Cincinnati Bengals.
1: day, Johnny. I'm with you. It's the Bengals world, man. I'm, I'm telling you. This is Joe, Joe Barrow's a man of destiny. When I heard,
0: like I said, I heard this morning that they beat him three in a row. I was like, ah. And they got that chip on their shoulder because everyone was talking about this AFC Championship game in Atlanta for fucking weeks. Ah, <laughs> like yeah. These guys weren't even in the playoffs. So they Dude, they, just, they,
1: they, they they asked Joe Barrow that afterwards. And you said, yeah, like, I, I guess it. they got to start issuing refunds. Yep. <laughs> Get your refunds. Get your refunds. I'm like, and damn right. Yeah. And uh, yeah,
0: I mean, they're clicking at the right time. They have success against Kansas City historically. Um, you know, coming off a, a, a big win. They were there a year ago. This isn't, you know, it's not new to them. They know what they have to do to get there. So they, they just have a lot of shit pointing their direction. And Patrick Mahomes is hobbled. So they, there's just too many little things adding up. If Mahomes is healthy, I probably still lean. Kansas City, but just every all the other stuff involved plus that injury, it, it's hard not to go with the Bengals.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Jacksonville had simply triple-covered Travis Kelsey, they probably beat the, the Chiefs last yeah. week. Yeah. I, I mean, and you don't think Luana Rumo's going to have something for that ass? I mean, they, he's not going to let Travis Kelsey catch 14 passes. <laughs> I'm going to take the under on that, John. Shocker. We'll take the under on 14 receptions for Travis Kelsey. In the championship game. And I just agree. I think the Bengals seem healthy, you know, albeit in spite of this offensive line that's decimated. So I guess healthy is all relative, but they look good. <laughs> that line looked good and motivated um, uh, against the Bills. So maybe that's their deficiency, but I, I like the Bengals defense more. I like the Bengals skill players more, you know, and, and I oh, yeah. like can barrel more right now, you know. So I think they're going back to the Super Bowl, which. I believe it's very, very uncommon that the Super Bowl losing team gets back there the next year. Usually you get that Super Bowl hangover. You don't even make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, so kudos to them. You know, <laughs> for to go. so Eagles Bengals Super Bowl. Okay. So are we using if we hadn't, are we using hobbled ass Patrick Mahomes? I, I mean, it, it depends on your bracket. Right, so, so you're if, saying just go use Hertz and then use the winning quarterback of the AFC if you if you have that availability. Yeah, if you, if you've been riding the NFC side, you
0: you have to play Hertz or Purdy, and obviously you're not <laughs> playing Purdy when given those two choices, unless you're you know thinking there might be some scoring in that game and you want to have the option of using Hertz in the Super Bowl. But yeah, oh. like I said, oh. most of my leagues I rode the AFC side, so. The, the, where I use Burrow, I have to use Mahomes. Where I use Mahomes, I'm going to have to use Burrow. It's not, you know, you're not not feeling bad about your decision. And worst case, you know.
1: Worst case, you're starting Brock Purdy in your championship. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Which neither of us think is going to be a reality. So a Jalen Hurts Super Bowl, you know, starting quarterback is not not the worst thing you could do.
0: True story. But, yeah, my, that should do it. This has been – like we said, Sunday kind of was a was a big letdown, even though on paper the games are going to be good. And at least you got the snow game out of Buffalo. So even if the game sucked, you
1: got visually that. it was appealing. Yes, yes.
0: And And uh, this this was I don't I've enjoyed watching the playoffs more this year than I can remember in a long time. This has been a decent postseason. Good matchups, good storylines. The the teams that sucked that kind of snuck in there, like Jacksonville or even the Giants. You know, there, there's. Good storylines there. There were things to watch. So I, I, I've had a good playoff run this year. A lot of times I'm not bothered to watch a lot of these games, but I made a point to see as much of this as possible this year.
1: Ah, yeah, well, you, you got to watch four unders last week. So that was that was cool. <laughs> I mean, Eagles scored thirty eight points and couldn't hit the over in forty seven and a half. I mean, yeah, it was under under city with uh, two dogs covering and couldn't. Bengals money line outright with their plus six. But then of course the Jaguars got their cover because of that backdoor kick. And then you know the Eagles throttling and the Cow and then the Niners covering on that low total. So Unders were the play last week. So here let's let's just prediction time. Unders or overs this week. Uh going mean, over uh, over. Um, me too. I mean, these are low lines. I mean, 45 and a half and forty-seven aren't insurmountable. I mean, the low line um for the divisional round was forty-six and a half in that 49ers Cowboys game. I mean, we had 47 and a half, 48 and then 52 in the Chiefs Jaguars. And that would have got there. I mean, that hit 47 would have hobbled in Mahomes. So that that game probably gets there. In a in a in a parallel universe, the Giants could have fucking done something else at the end to get the 14 and push that over. So that game was was threatening. The Bills-Bengals game probably would have dropped with the conditions. I got to think that line probably closed lower um, than, than it was. And then, I mean, kind of expected a defensive battle um, <coughs> in the Cowboys-49ers game. So I Good would have thing. put the under on that one going in. But, yeah, I think I'm going to go all overs. Yeah, the, the, oh, no. these things have to even out.
0: Uh, not really, but like flipping a coin, you know, 50-50. We, we started the playoffs with <laughs> three straight 60-pointers with the disappointment being 55. So it started yeah. hot. We're coming back down to earth. So maybe it's another weekend of low scoring, and then the Super Bowl is a
1: 35-34. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, I mean, like wild-card weekend was all overs, including the over-40-eager Bengals-Ravens that got the 41. So that was all over net. I'm sorry. My apologies. The Monday night game did not get there. Um, so my apologies. Cowboys, Bucks were 45, and the line was 45 and a half. So mm. t- take that beating. But they were they were all well within the wheelhouse. And then yeah, we had to we had to suffer through some unders on divisional weekend. So let's get back to those overs for the conference to, for the right to go to the Super Bowl in Arizona. Yeah, <clears throat> should yeah. should be.
0: These are both good games. We'll see what happens. So I'm, I'm I'm pumped. I got anything else, and we'll get out
1: of here. Well, fly Eagles, fly. <laughs> Dallas sucks. The Giants shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I mean, what else? Yeah, <laughs> NFC East <laughs> trashing
0: going on here. Fantastic.
1: Well, listen, we're we're just level setting, right? I mean, everyone was like, "Oh, look at it. look at it. three teams from the East getting in there," and blah 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 blah. All right, settle down. Could, Could have been him if Land Rivera
0: had any yeah. fucking clue what
1: was going on. Well, yeah. Listen, he, he he's willfully ignorant, but he made yeah they made the right decision and not making the playoffs because I think in the long term all that does is hurt your team. I get wanting to like start a culture and do all that type of shit, but I think this is going to hurt the Giants. You're now in you're now in purgatory where you're going to have to give Daniel Jones like a multi-year deal, like probably not long-term, but he'll get like a two, two or three-year year deal. i making yeah. 25, 30 mil a year. You know, he's, he's stupid if he doesn't like take, get days of like guarantees through the second year. Don't take a Derek Carr contract where it's hollow after the first year. Like make it hurt for them to cut you <laughs> in 2020. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's out on the, the Kirk Cousins contract trajectory.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You want to franchise me and then go have to figure out what you're doing with Saquon knock yourself out. Yeah. Right, yeah, like right. where it makes way more sense to franchise Saquon than you have a little leverage because they're picking in the twenties, you know, unless they're going to trade up, which I don't see happening. There's too many other teams higher than them that want quarterback, so it's going to be interesting to see their off season where they're going to pr- hopefully upgrade their their weapons. Although there's no receivers that are hitting free agency this year. I mean, like Juju's like the the capstone free agent uh, <laughs> that hit the market, so you you better hit the draft if you want to get them some weapons. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take a fall next year. That's my bold prediction: Giants do not make the playoffs next year. Bum, bum, bum. I like it.
0: <laughs> Cowboys so, don't. Either. How about that? <laughs> I, I don't disagree with either one of those, but that should do it for us. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the playoffs so far, and uh, if you're in these playoff fantasy leagues, get some insight from us a little bit here. Uh, a little look into some ownership. If you're not familiar with what's going on in the leagues you already play in, but that should do it for us, for myself, John Abari, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score. We are the Fantasy Forty, and we are out of
1: here. Go, birds! Out. <clears throat> Dallas.
0: <laughs> Dallas sucks. <laughs> Get rid of this pesky <laughs> they do. camera.
1: They, they, they're <clears throat> doing facts. I like mean, I think it's irrefutable when the at this point I, in
0: time. I don't know when I clicked
1: go live.
0: This thing's oh. already recording. I, I saw that.
1: I that. Yeah, I thought it was during here. Whenever you were doing your oh, <clears throat> maybe that's end what end did it. Maybe that's
0: what froze the fucking thing. Maybe the man it, upstairs bandwi yeah you know, <laughs>
1: the man upstairs wanted this for
0: their pretty purposes hold it, hold it bandwidth to go live
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> so uh oh, something um, I've been thinking about for like something I've been thinking about for like two years now, okay so uh, <laughs> finally bring it up you just cut the <laughs> you just cut the invite from Dreamyard and put it in our chat, right? Yes. Okay. How big of an undertake would it be to just email that to me instead? Because it's a pain in my ass to log into Twitter every time to have to get to that.
0: Oh, wouldn't
1: would not be? It's just a cut and paste. So
0: <laughs> where I, where I paste it is yeah.
1: So just send irrelevant. It exactly. Just send it to my send it to my email. <laughs> Done. Yeah. But so, I I don't go on Twitter on my computer, so I have to like log in. Like I always forget my password. It's me dude. And then bring up the DM box. Yeah. And I'm like, it's way easier if I just was in my email. Piece of cake. <laughs> Beautiful. Not <laughs> right, a big yeah. ass. Forever. I'm like Got a Fuck, big I ask this. at all. I gotta, I gotta ask him. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, funny. Forever, I thought about, that I thought about it for years, isn't it? Yeah, just I reached my breaking point, and you want to know why? It's because I was closing out a bunch of uh, browsers, and I closed <laughs> the Streamyard browser, but I'd already closed Twitter, so I had to like do it all over again. <laughs> like, I had to re-log in, still dealt with the same shit. I'm like, fuck this. I gotta, I gotta say something. Enough is enough.